0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today we are continuing the trend that you may have noticed with a lot of my recent podcasts is with somebody in the tech space. And of course, that's near and dear to my heart. That's where I am, and I live in this space, and I love to meet others that are also in this space. And it's kind of cool because right now I'm actually interviewing somebody Not only who's not in the same city or same country as me, but they're pretty much all the way across on the other side of the planet uh, from Australia. And her name is Lisa Tran, and she is an edtech entrepreneur, and she's got an amazing company called VCE Study Guides. And we're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about a big specialty of hers, which is essentially career coaching for young students so if if you're a parent or if you're a student listening today is a great day especially if you're trying to figure out where you fit in life and man like that was a big struggle for me growing up especially with my myriad interests so without further ado Lisa welcome to the show
1: thank you so much how are you
0: I'm great how are you
1: yeah, doing great. Thank you.
0: So I love that accent, and actually, one of my one of my closest friends who lives in LA actually is uh, is Australian as well. His name is Conrad. Uh, oh. Can listen to it all day. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully, everyone who listens to your podcast understands me. Hopefully, my accent isn't too strong.
0: No, 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 not at all. It's it's great. So let's first start with your story. Tell us about VCE. Tell us about your company.
1: Sure. Um, so I. Graduated high school back in two thousand and eight, and I very quickly started doing uh, tutoring services for high school students. Now, tutoring in Australia is very different from what I understand of it in uh, in America, and that's because um, pretty much everyone gets tutoring here. You get tutoring if you're struggling, but you also get tutoring if you're achieving A pluses at school and you just need that extra edge to go further. So while I was tutoring, I uh, quickly realized that there was a lack of resources available for students online. There was nothing that was valuable, incredible from someone who'd been through the education system, um, had done all of the assignments and the tests and who was sharing their advice. So that's when I started creating the website, vcstudyguides.com. And funnily enough, I created this when I was 19 and I was Studying Bachelor of Pharmacy at university and um, I had the plan of becoming a pharmacist and living out my years being a pharmacist but uh, once I had graduated pharmacy and had worked for a year as a pharmacist, I became quite disillusioned with the career itself. And so I diverted into the website. Um, At that point, the website had been doing really well. We were getting around 50,000 visitors each month looking at the study guides that I had created for students, online courses, um, and we do YouTube videos as well now. So That's been really exciting, offering even more free and valuable resources for students. So I've been doing that for two and a half years full time now. And it's been one of the best decisions to date.
0: That's amazing. So I don't know if you know anything about my story, but I also had a a career before education as well and just Mm. started working in this space for the last four years. So I can totally understand having that degree or having that specialty and then and then feeling so strongly and going against it. And that's amazing. Let's talk a little bit. I want to hear that's 50,000 visitors uh, a month. That's amazing. So I want to first I want to talk about your YouTube channel as well. First, tell us. For the When people were coming to the website and they were looking at the resources, tell us what are the resources that you guys provide?
1: So we do so many resources. The main thing that we do is blog posts. So blog posts, um, it's a specific niche. So it's not all of high school. I mainly focus on senior high school students who are studying English and literature. So um, advice relating to that. Now, on top of that, There are products that we sell, so online courses and also hard copy study guides that are sent out to students, especially those who like something a little bit more tangible. They like clicking through the papers and highlighting the keywords. And then that's when I decided I'd add YouTube on top of all of the other resources because I know that students, they – really enjoy, um, that medium and nobody was doing it at the time, especially in Australia.
0: So now when you talk about video courses, are these hosted on your guys' own platform or do you host them on an online learning platform?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, currently it's on udemy.com, um, which you might be familiar with.
0: I am am very familiar with Udemy. I actually just went to their conference uh, uh, two weekends ago and that's where I I have video courses on mathematics for the, a lot of standardized tests. So that's where all my courses are hosted as well.
1: Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So they're on um, udemy.com though I might be switching soon and just having them on my own website, which would be pretty exciting. I think
0: that's very cool. So tell us about some of the videos that you have available on YouTube
1: on YouTube. So the YouTube channel itself is called Lisa's study guides. And a lot of it is specialized in teaching English and literature. So, um, I don't really focus on basic English skills. So there's not, uh, too much on there about grammar or spelling or, um, you know, teaching people who's second language is English. It's really catered towards those who are studying it at a higher level in high school. So um, I delve into breaking down essay prompts with students, how to structure their ideas, how to formulate unique interpretations on text. So I don't know what they study in America, but uh, popular American classics that we've been teaching include 1984, An Animal Farm by George Orwell, uh, Lord of the Flies, uh, Catch-22, all of those had kind of books.
0: Those are all uh, pretty much common core in, in the U.S. as well. Lord of the yeah. Flies and uh, the, the other book you mentioned. Um, but anyways, the, the oh yeah, The Animal Farm, huge books. Yeah. Absolutely. I see them yeah. with all my students.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So There's a lot on that, but there's also a little bit on career pathways as well. So because these students are about to graduate and head into the next sector of their lives, which is really exciting, um, but at the same time, I know it can be quite daunting trying to decide what college or it's university for us, so we transition from high school straight into university. Um, But just choosing which course is right for you, uh, what career pathway you want? That's also an area that I focus on on the YouTube channel.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about that because this is an issue that's near and dear to me, and one that mm. I think I struggled with tremendously until figuring out exactly where I belonged, I suppose, in the world. So tell us about some of the videos that people can find, and basically, what what do you what is it is that you do, or how you help students find their way?
1: Find their way, sure. So, um. I've got a few videos uh, on careers, but more so how to decide on the right career for you. Um, I know that when you're anywhere between 16 to 18 and definitely even in the later stages of life, you might not necessarily know exactly what, what course you want to go into and that's something that's very normal. Uh, from my story, I've had a very unconventional pathway. Uh, I come from a very typical Asian family where they pushed me to study pharmacy. So something that was in the health science area, something that would give me a stable career um, and something that was respected. But I decided to go against that and go into education um, and become an entrepreneur in that field. So I think what's really important for young adults to know is that when you graduate and you go into one certain course if it's if you realize that it's the not not the right pathway for you it's not the end and also when you finish high school if you don't get the mark that you wanted to get and that was necessary in order to get into your desired course, that's also not the end either and in fact, it's often the beginning of something very different and exciting for you that will open many opportunities and many doors to other careers that you would have never imagined before.
0: So that's very interesting because, so essentially it sounds like you're helping to reframe maybe a potential obstacle into, hey, a, a divergence into something new that could be even better. And I think that makes a lot of sense. If you, let's say a student comes to you and says, let's say they're not even being pushed per se into a, a particular area, but they don't know which which way to go, yeah. and and they have a lot of different interests. What yeah. do you how, what do you do?
1: That's a great question. I actually have a video coming up on this on the channel in a couple of weeks. Um, if if you're somebody who has heaps of different hobbies. You have varied interests. So let's just say you like interior design, you like graphic design, you like fashion. There's, It's it's natural to have so many different interests and we all do. And that's why we all have hobbies. Um, when deciding your the course or the career pathway that you want to go down on, there's a few things that you can definitely keep in mind. Uh, the first thing is Sometimes you want to keep your hobbies, your hobbies. Uh, Sometimes we like doing certain things. So for example, I love dancing. I love hip hop dancing, Uh, but it's not necessarily a career that I would go down on because if I turned that into something professional, perhaps that would change the dynamic. I wouldn't enjoy dancing as much. And that's the exact reason why it's a hobby. So that's the first thing that I would think of. The second thing is I'd always try to find a path that will challenge and grow you. So I know that for me, when I became a pharmacist, it was very hard from there to <coughs> upskill and to uh, push push myself to higher limits because uh, for pharmacy in Australia, it's pretty much a dead end once you become a pharmacist. And I know that these days with with millennials, we I think uh, we have around at least 10 different careers in our lifetimes. So things are always going to be changing uh, over time. So you want to keep motivating yourself by challenging yourself in particular roles. So if this means that going into interior design is what's right for you because you know that there will be lots of opportunities in the future for you to grow, for you to specialize in a field, then do that as opposed to maybe fashion um, where you don't really see yourself developing as much. Now, um, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Oh, no, that's okay. I guess the, the last thing I would add to that is there's always – other avenues to uh, pursue your interest as well. So let's just keep going with the interior design. If you become an interior designer, but you love writing, potentially later on you could start up a blog uh, that's focused on interior design. If you love photography, then you could start up an Instagram that backs up your interior design company, for example. If you like videography, same thing. Start a YouTube channel talking about interior design. So that's where, you know, all the different facets of your interests can connect up into one.
0: So it's kind of interesting. This is actually a really fun conversation for me because this is literally yeah. exactly what what I've had to do. And I, which kind of leads <laughs> me to my next question. I literally, I, I, not mm-hmm. too long ago, I just wrote a piece about my journey, and the funny thing is, I have all these interests, or a lot of these interests that you're mentioning. My personality is a enthusiast, and I know there's a lot of enthusiasts out there. It's from this book Mm. called The Wisdom of the Enneagram, and it's very problematic because of all my interests. I never felt satisfied until now, and really what I've I've found is Mm. the perfect fit for me is something that didn't exactly exist, and I had to build it, which is why being an entrepreneur ended up being so perfect for me. So, Mm. which leads me to my next question, does it is it the case that when you see students with a multitude of interests that don't necessarily fit together in standard roles, is that, mm-hmm. is that when you recommend to them, hey, you, you should probably be an entrepreneur in this space where you can incorporate all these different things?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel that a lot of the, the young students who are graduating now, a lot of them are interested in entrepreneurship. And personally, I believe that entrepreneurship is a mindset. So to be an entrepreneur, you don't necessarily need to have your own business, but you just, you have growth mindset. So you always want to learn and challenge yourself. You want to try out new things. And I think that with the day and age that we're in, with everyone having an Instagram, um, with more and more people signing up their own YouTube channels because of their own interests, it's definitely something that I would recommend, yeah. All
0: right, very cool. Now, on the flip side, let's talk about somebody who has chosen whatever, whether whether it's pharmacy school or they're an attorney, they're in a career. Hmm. and. Sure they're, they're, let's say they're a year or two in and they're, they're feeling like it's wrong. I mean, what, what, what advice do you give as far as, well, maybe you need to give it more time versus, oh yeah, this Mm. is, you know, how do you coach somebody through that apps, making that determination that they are ostensibly in the wrong place?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The first thing that I would say to them, and I feel like this is something cliche, but I truly believe it, um, is, even if you're not enjoying where you are right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. (laughs) It could be like a motivational quote. That's probably italicized somewhere. Um, But I, you know, I've been through this myself. I went through six years of being in pharmacy. So being in pharmacy school, being a pharmacist until I realized and told myself, you know what, you have to quit. It's, you're not enjoying this anymore. And I think that The worst thing to do is to look back with regret because even if you're let's say an attorney which is the example that you brought up but you're just it's it's not the right fit for you Um, you found that over the last two years of studying law it's just you're just disinterested and you'd rather go into something else I guess at this point it comes down to thinking about okay should you push through and just establish and have that degree at the end and how could that be beneficial for you? So, okay, you might not want to be an attorney later on, but do you still want to be in the field of law and could it potentially be helpful for you in the future? Uh, the second thing is, I guess, stability. Um, if you are wanting to divert and become an entrepreneur and start something new, d- is it something that you have to ditch your your degree in order to do that or is it something that you could side hustle and do it part-time while you're studying? So those options are definitely available um, depending on case-to-case basis and depending on how passionate that student is on whatever it is that they want to do or sometimes they don't exactly know what they want to do next, but they just know that they don't want to do more. So um, I think I think the end point there is that even if you're in a place where you're not quite happy with the path that you've chosen, try to make the most out of it anyway because if you hadn't taken that course You wouldn't have met the same group of friends. You wouldn't have gained new skills and knowledge. Otherwise, uh, you wouldn't be able to apply those in the future to other aspects of your life. So for me as a pharmacist, I learned so many skills about communicating well, having empathy, and that's something that I use in my day-to-day life now as a business owner. So it's regardless of going down a path that I didn't want to continue on in the end it was definitely beneficial for me in the future
0: yeah you and me we were so similar it's the, I, I say the exact same thing because I used to be an attor- <laughs> uh, an attorney and I said I literally just Gave this speech a week ago at this at this one uh, class I teach over the summer. Uh, it's called yeah. Law Preview. And I, I say this every year when I teach it is that, hey, I learned so much and I apply those skills all the time. And I'm sure it's much the yeah. same. Uh, last thing I want to touch on. So let's yeah. say we've got parents of younger kids out there listening. And one mm. thing that that I would be curious to know for them is okay, it's one thing if you've kind of figured out a one or a handful of things that you really, really love and maybe one day you'll feel enough, I- adventurous enough to make that your life's pursuit. What advice do you have, though, for younger kids, younger students as far as helping to figure out what those those interests are or those passions might be?
1: Okay, yeah, of course. So I think... As a as a young kid, it's great to have exposure to as much as possible. Um, so putting them in swim class or music class or dance class, whatever it is, just to get them exposed because I think it really does have a massive impact on them later on in life. Um, I know for myself, I was I grew up around all of those, and dancing is something that I'm still passionate about now, and I'm really grateful that. I did get that opportunity, but at the same time, I know that I don't enjoy music and um, it's even learning what you don't like, I think is really helpful because otherwise you'd always have that question of, oh, but what if, Uh, or what if I had started sooner? Um, I think the other thing is to also, also acknowledge that in this day and age, career pathways and jobs are changing so quickly. We know that within the next uh, 10 years or so, robots will be replacing a lot of the typical uh, jobs that are available out there. And so, new careers, new jobs will be created within that time. And then they're not ones that we are current, we, we can even think of right now because maybe a new Airbnb will start up within the next five years or a new Uber will start up uh, within the next 10. So that in itself is really exciting and something that I would encourage is to push your push your kids towards that entrepreneurial mindset. So even if we don't quite know what exact interest or hobby they'll have having that growth mindset where they're always wanting to learn more and they're pushing and motivating themselves in whatever area it is, I think that's really going to be the key to a successful career regardless of what it is in the future.
0: I love that. So thank you. Thank you so much for all that great advice. And hopefully parents and students, if you're out there listening, I hope this was valuable and and enjoyable. See, the thing is, I think a lot of times people focus so much on just pure academic su- success, they forget about a lot of the purpose of, of this journey through education. That is to discover what you like. So you can, be just, you can just be happy when you're an adult. So thank you so much. This, was, this has been great. If people want to reach out to you, check out your website, check out your YouTube channel, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, sure. So if they wanted to check out my YouTube channel, it's just Lisa Study Guides. Uh, that you can look up in the search box, and I'll pop up right there. If you wanted to head towards my personal blog, which is where I talk a lot more about career pathways, my entrepreneurial experience, and being a business owner, then it's www.im.com. so uh, i and an m i'm lisa tran l i s a t r a n dot Um, And there's a contact form there if you wanted to reach out to me to have a chat.
0: Amazing. And by the way, if you guys didn't get a chance to write that down, well, of course, you can rewind. But you can also go and check out the show notes and all that info will be there. The show notes are available at scalarlearning.com in the podcast section for this episode. If you haven't done so yet, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure more so to subscribe to our newsletter and check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for joining. Lisa, thank you again. And I will see you guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy.